in this episode, we share a simple exercise to stay present. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big change, big change, big change. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, uh, we're talking about staying present, the practice of staying present when everything around you is going on, when there's all these beeps and clings and plongs, and I'm just making up words at this point, to distract you away from the task at hand, how do you stay present? That is the question that, quite frankly, I think all of us need to answer because, as you know, the more we're able to focus on one thing, the more enjoyment we get out of it, the more we are able to really appreciate it, and the more progress we'll make on that thing, whether it's a a task that we have for work or for our own personal goals. So this is going to be a good one. Make sure you stick around for that. Before we jump into it, though, just a quick reminder, if you have not already and you want to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you want to learn how to grow it, head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. Sparkology is my new digital platform where I'm teaching you everything I know about podcasting, everything I've learned in the last five years, nearly 10 million downloads and 50 different shows podcasting. So if you want to learn from me how to launch, grow, monetize, leverage, and build a business around your podcast, head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. That's sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. So how do we stay present? Well, the thing is, it's getting harder and harder to stay present in today's world. It's, it's getting so, so difficult. It seems like everything is just trying to get our attention. Even this episode, I titled it in a particular way and the app that it's on gives you a notification. And like everything that we do, everything we consume, everything we engage with is designed to capture your attention. Why? Well, it's because attention is the most valuable asset in today's world. And this is something that hasn't always been the case. See, back in the day, and I I, I don't even mean mine day, I mean like my, my grandfather's day, my great grandfather's day, like back in the day, attention was really cheap. It was a, a cheap thing to get, right? Because everyone had it. Everyone had attention. Everyone was able to pay attention to something for a significant amount of time. Nowadays, attention is really expensive, right? For a brand to get our attention, they have to fight millions of other brands, other brands, not to mention the hundreds of millions of people and independent creators and everyone just going for your attention, trying to get your attention, trying to get your attention. And this is why the biggest businesses in the world right now, what do they sell? Attention. Think about it. Airbnb. What is their product? Well, they built a platform that allows people to rent out their space, right? Now, how do they make that valuable to the people? Well, they get the largest number of people on the platform waiting to buy space. And then they go to the people who have space and say, hey, if you want to rent your space, we have all these people. 
they got their attention. They got customers' attention and they were able to package that in a way that they could sell it to anyone who wanted to rent out space. Same thing with Uber, same thing with Facebook, Amazon. It's all about attention. So it's really difficult in today's world because everybody is trying to get your attention, including me, by the way. And it is exhausting. In fact, there is a great quote by Alyssa Barbash. This uh, was in an article that I'm going to link up in the description to this episode. It says, depression lives in the past and anxiety lives in the future. Alternately, Calmness and peace of mind live in the present. Now, what does this quote have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, many of us, when we are spending time with loved ones, we're watching TV, we're uh, just, you know, hanging out, right? We're not necessarily doing anything. Our attention is split. We're not necessarily there with our loved ones. We're not necessarily there watching the TV. We're doing that and we're watching TV and we're uh, checking our phone and we're thinking about dinner and we're thinking about that thing we did during the day and we're worried about our future and we're thinking about these bills. Like it, It's a lot, right? Now, anxiety lives in that worry. It lives in that that understanding of the future and worrying about what is to come. Depression lives in the past. It's thinking about what has happened and either missing it or feeling bad about it or judging yourself for it. But being present in that moment, being calm and paying attention to what is around you, that's where peace of mind comes in. That's where enjoyment comes in. You can truly enjoy that TV show because you are watching it. You're paying attention to it. You can enjoy the time with your loved one because you're with them, not because your body is with them and your head is somewhere else. Right. And there's another really good quote. And again, uh, another article I'm going to link up in the description. Harvard psychologists Matthew Killingsworth and Daniel Gilbert found that people spend almost 47 percent of their waking hours thinking about something other than what they're currently doing. Now, think about your, your life really quick. Like, how does this play out in your day to day? Maybe you go to work. How much of work do you think is actually being spent thinking about the task that you're doing? Maybe a little bit, you know, maybe you're there, you're focused, you're trying to get some work done, but then it drifts and you're thinking about how you have to pick up your kid from school or how uh, you got a call from your kid's teacher yesterday and they said that your kid misbehaved and you're worried about that. Or maybe you're worrying about uh, that thing that you said to your partner and you're wondering whether or not they, they, uh, heard it the wrong way or it came across wrong or anything like that, right? You're just thinking all of these things and it's not necessarily bad, but you aren't focused on the actual task ahead. And what that does is it lowers your quality of work. It makes it take way longer. You're anxious about all of these things that haven't happened or have already happened and you can't do anything about. You're anxious about things you can't control at all. And instead of just focusing on the task, getting it done faster, feeling more fulfillment from it, your head is all over the place. So how do we fix this? What is the the solution here? Well, the answer lies in something called single tasking or monotasking. And to describe what this is, I'm going to pull a quote from Wikipedia, which 
for those of you listening, I do consider a viable resource. So, quote, monotasking, also known as single tasking, is the practice of dedicating oneself to a given task and minimizing potential interruptions until the task is completed or a significant period of time has elapsed. Monotasking contrasts with multitasking, which is the ability to divide one's focus among multiple tasks. Now, here's the thing. We all kind of want to be able to multitask. It's such a cool idea. There's only 24 hours in the day. And if we can get more done in a, in a single window of time, then we can be more productive than anyone else and blah, blah, blah. Right. But you, you, you've all heard this. So it's not possible. Some percentage of people can do it. Well, most of us fail horribly at it, but think we're doing well. And so what we really need to start thinking about is less. How do I multitask and more? How do I get this one task done faster? How do I get this one task done better? Right. Or how do I get more value out of this one task? Because this isn't just about work. This is about the time you are spending in real life. It's about being present. Right. So this is what monotasking allows us to do. Instead of multitasking, if we start monotasking, all of a sudden we are forcing ourselves into this box. Like we are purposefully stepping into a box and saying, until I'm done with this task or until this time has hit, I am going to actively, consciously try to force myself to do this one thing. Now, what is this going to do for us? Well, one, we're going to be more focused on that singular task. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. We're still going to reach for our phone without realizing it. We're still going to find ourselves on Instagram. We're still going to do all of the things that like lead to distractions and, and stop us from being present, right? You can't completely get rid of that. The goal isn't to completely get rid of it. It's to improve on it. That is what we stand for here at Tiny Leaps. It's not about perfection. Perfection is the enemy of progress. If we want to move forward, we just need to do better than we did the last time. All right. And so monotasking, just the attempt of it will help you to be more present on the next thing that you do, whether that is personal or professional. So just to recap really quickly, it is very difficult in today's world to stay present, to control your attention and where you place it. Everything in the world right now is fighting for your attention. The biggest, most valuable currency that exists in the world is your attention. And all of the major players know it. That's why Amazon is as big as they are. That's why Facebook is as big as they are. That's why all of these companies are so big and control so much because they got really good at grabbing your attention that they can then package up and, and, and sell to somebody else. So your attention is valuable to them and it should be valuable to you as well. The way we fix this, the way we start to control our attention again is to embrace monotasking, single tasking, is to focus on one single thing and make a conscious effort to cut out everything else for that period of time or until that task is done. If we can do that, we're going to find ourselves getting more out of that task. We're going to enjoy it more. We're going to enjoy the time we spend with other people. We're also going to build the muscle of paying attention. And so even if we aren't actively trying to monotask in that moment, we're going to be better at it and better at staying present because it's something we're practicing. And then finally, 
we'll be able to take control of our own attention again, rather than being a slave to all of the pings and the pops and the pooks and the plings and the plogs. That was a word I made up. I'm going to copyright it. So if any app comes out and that's the, the notification, you owe me like 20 cents or something. Anyway, I hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And I want to remind you because now I have your attention. <laughs> I want to remind you that if you want to start a podcast, if you want to grow a podcast that you already have, if you've ever thought, you know what, I really love listening, let me start creating, then head over to sparkology.co. That's sparkology.co slash tiny leaps. That's the best way to learn podcasting from scratch. I teach you everything step by step from what equipment to get, how to use the technology, how to get it on iTunes and Spotify, how to grow it, how to build an audience, how to monetize, how to get sponsors. I give you all of my email templates that have worked incredibly well for me in the past. Like You get access to everything I've done and everything I've used and built to grow this show. I'm going to give you access to it. So head over to sparkology.co slash tiny leaps right now, pay $1. You can try it out for a full week and then cancel if you aren't liking it or stick around if you do. So thank you so much for tuning in. I've been Greg Clunas and remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day, every day.